Welcome to the 38th episode of Cutting Edge. I'm Landon Sturdivant, and for those of you who have been tuning in day in and day out, your support means so much, and hopefully these episodes continue to be engaging, enjoyable, and valuable to you. Any feedback, insights, commentary, or suggestions for future episodes that you may have are greatly appreciated. Today, joining me from Orlando, Florida, is Kanan Henson. Kanan, a native of Kansas City, has done everything from videography, editing, creative direction, to promotion for the likes of Nelk, Taylor Holder, members of the FaZe Clan, and even Jamie Foxx even making a couple short films of his own, all at just 19 years old. So without any further ado, please welcome our guest today, Kanan Henson. What's going on, bro? Crazy intro, bro. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. Of course. So I saw that you were originally from uh, Ocala, Florida, or like that you were born in Ocala. So what do you remember about that, if anything? And then when and why did you move to Kansas City? I'm not going to lie. I was really young when I moved. Uh, My family actually moved. My parents moved from New Zealand, actually. Oh, um, no way to florida yeah up to florida and uh, i was born there and i was probably around like 10 months old when we moved so i have very small memory of that or no memory i'm not gonna lie i have no memory of that and <laughs> i think they moved is because i have so much family in the east coast which kind of sucks but i think they just moved because from what i have heard just like the people they were surrounding themselves with you know with the i mean my family came from a really strong christian side so it's not having like a good church is good people to be around that was one of their main things. And my dad had just picked up such a better job down in Kansas City. So it's all those Florida man memes, I guess, are true because they were out of there in 10 months. Yeah, I guess so. So you said your family is originally from New Zealand? My mom and dad are, yes. Like, are they like first generation, like mo- they moved over here? Yeah, they, uh, well, my mom and my mom was a missionary over there and then my dad missionary over there. So oh. they were just over there basically on like missionary trips and stuff. And, uh, they decided they liked it and they started to live there. So I think they lived there. I, w- I don't want to be wrong, but six or seven years. And my brother and my sister were born there. And then I was created there. And then I was <laughs> I was born over in Florida. So so they are they like originally from America and they were just there on a mission? Or are they? No, they are, yes. They're originally from here. Oh, that's cool, bro. So, um, yeah, what was the draw to cameras from when you were a little kid? I saw that you got into it pretty early. Was that something that would you just kind of naturally were drawn to or was that inspired by something? Honestly, I feel like starting off before I ever got into like working with influencers or anything was mostly just me drawn into um, loving movies growing up. Honestly, I feel like uh, superhero movies like Marvel and stuff was what really mm. intrigued me with like learning how like wanting to know how like movies made. I know I would always like when I was like five or six, I would always look up those little like behind the scenes of like movies and shows like on YouTube and just seeing how like practical effects and things were made instead of like computer generized was like crazy to me, you know, because you're always Mm -hmm. like when you watch those movies as a kid, it seems so real, you know, you're like, wow, like this dude's actually a superhero. But then like when you watch the behind the scenes and see how they do things, I mean, honestly, it's like it's like ruining Santa for a little kid, but it's still like. (laughs) So it's so intriguing to see. And I feel like that just like sparked something in me. And I remember like I would always uh, ask my mom, like if I could like use her, her work iPad or her phone and just record random things. And like those little videos I made are probably so trash, but it's just it's cool to see like at such a young age, I was like just curious about how things put together, you know, because like it was just crazy to see how a story like that was put. So like it really just interested me. So like I feel like with camera wise, um, I would just, my mom had a camera recorder, like an old one, you know, the ones like, mm-hmm. I mean, that thing, that thing has gone through the war or something. And uh, it was, it was old. And, you know, I would, when she handed me that, it was a whole different ball game. So I feel like that's where it actually sparked my interest. And then it just, it just took off from there. 
That's really cool. I mean, I would expect too that you know, if you're six or seven years old, you said, oh, they're probably pretty trash. I mean, when you're that young, <laughs> of, of course, I would I would think so. But getting into things that young, like that's that's really cool. Like when like just thinking about kids really engaging with the arts and stuff at that that young of an age, because then they're successful at a young age too, because it really takes a long time to develop it. So that's really cool. What were did you have any like particular like inspirations, whether those are directors? I know you do a ton of different things, directors, editors, whatever it might be. Do you have any kind of like people that you kind of look up to or aspire to? Yeah, of course. I feel like the first thing I ever really wanted to do, which is also my long term goal, is I wanted to be a film director. I wanted to create my mm. own movies. Uh, my dream is actually to direct and fully make my own zombie show, kind of like The Walking Dead. I've always wanted to do that. That was the first thing I ever thought of. Um, when I was growing up, I feel like uh, I was really into Christopher Nolan, especially when I was like um, middle schoolish, you know, like when Batman was coming out and Dark Knight came out, you know. Yeah. Um, obviously, those movies have changed the generation of like how things are. And just I feel like the way that I see the way that Christopher Nolan does certain things that a lot of like people who aren't into film won't understand. It's just like just the direction of ways he takes movies really intrigued me because I feel like I'm such a creative kid and I just want to. I want to bring more creative filmmaking to like the media filmmaking in the future. So that's my main goal. That's, that's super cool. I was actually going to ask about a long-term goal later on. That was, that's super cool. <laughs> Jumping the question. Sorry. No, no, that's great. Like, I love that you, you could, you have that, that vision, like, especially uh, I feel like with the, uh, with the fact that, you know, there's a lot of just freelance editing and freelance videography, course, like, yeah, you know, I guess big time film production is kind of overlooked these days. So it's really cool to see that somebody's like still really into that, especially of our generation. Yeah, of course, man. What was, what was like the earliest project that you could remember um, when you were like a, a young kid and like, how does that, how, how old were you then? And you know, what was that like? A good grief. If I even want to talk about that trash. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, like I said, uh, I think the first thing I ever did besides like just messing around like the actual first project I tried to do I was probably like seven seven around seven eight and I actually clearly remember this so I had um I had my younger brother who uh, he was probably like five at the time I had him uh dress up and like we put like makeup on him while well, I put makeup on him and stuff and I made him look like a zombie and oh. that was the first <laughs> a little like zombie trailer thing with him and uh he was so confused he didn't know what was going on but I thought it was so good. And I was like, you know, I'm gonna get this, I'm gonna get this signed and filmed and that never happened. But you know, dreams are for little kids. That's I feel like the main thing is having a dream, which sadly, I feel like so many kids our age just don't like care or have dreams about what they're going to do in their future. So I feel like me having that was just like such a blessing. Absolutely. And even the kids that do have dreams really don't like put any action towards it. Exactly. You know I mean? Yeah. Like, I do notice a lot of times it's just like, there's a lot of kids who say that they're going to do things and they just have zero. It's like, well, what are you doing to make that happen? <laughs> I just think, I think, unfortunately, I feel like this generation lacks motivation. Yes. And I am very sad about because uh, I even have some uh, friends of mine who just, I've just, I've been close with and I can just tell like some of their motivation is slipping, you know, and I'm just like, Hey man, like, you know, you got to, if you want to do something in life, like you have to start sooner because then you get stuck in that American trap and you're stuck forever, you know? So it's something I always believed in was moving on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And with, with like social media is so great too, but like if people get on the wrong side of it, they just become consumers like mass consumers. And it just kind of, 
I think that it just naturally kills drive and stuff. Like that's kind of why I really wanted to jump on like the creating something, creating content for people, because I feel like that's where you really get to step up. And the thing with podcasts is podcasts are creative because each time you have someone on, it's always such a different conversation. So I feel like what you're headed for is such a good thing. So it is good to talk to someone who I see, like I can tell this has like a goal in mind. So that's really awesome, bro. bro. Thank you. Thank you. And I appreciate you like listening and stuff for some of those earlier episodes. And I agree. Like, that's what I love so much about it. I love hearing like everybody has a story. Like some of the the guests, some of the guests I've had on too, like I didn't know a ton about before I started. And then they just talk about like, you know, personal things, family growing up. And I'm just like, dude, like, that's so cool. You know? It's awesome. Yeah. Because it makes you get a whole new perspective of how, how like another person lives, you know, it's pretty interesting. Yeah. And it's, it's like impossible to research personal experience things like, yeah, it's, you have to bring it from the brain. Yeah. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. And kind of speaking of that, tell me a little bit about your family. This is a question I like to ask a lot because I like to, you know, see, see where people are coming from. So like, tell me about like the members of your family and like how they inspired you to do what you do now and just helped you grow as a person. Dude, my family has been the day one forever. You know, um, mm-hmm. I've, I'm in a family of six. You know, I have uh, two brothers and a sister, mom and dad. Uh, they're still together, which is a blessing because a lot of people mm-hmm. have split parents. So I thank God every day for that. Um, yeah. So right now where my family is at, like I said, they're all living up in Kansas City. Um, my brother's going to college somewhere down there. My sister lives in the city and my parents still live on the, we live in the Missouri side, by the way. A lot of people don't know that if you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> is in Missouri. Um, that's such a pet peeve. You're like, oh, you're from Kansas? I'm like, dude, Kansas <laughs> Kansas is cornfields, man. Right. But, um, but um, yeah, uh, you know, I'm so glad to see what they're doing now and where they're at. But um, growing up, uh, we uh, I feel like everyone has had their struggles. And I feel like one of my main like motivations now was like looking back. I remember when I was like around that time I was getting the cameras and stuff. I remember there was a uh, there was one Christmas where like we I mean, Christmas when you're that age, you're look That's all you look forward to, you know, like gifts, mm-hmm. gifts, gifts. And um, one Christmas, all I got was like a hoodie and jeans. and uh, it's that's one of my biggest regrets now is complaining about that because when you look because like when you're that young you're like like well, what the hell is this you know I'm getting a hoodie mm-hmm. you know and then you know because when you're a kid you want race cars you want cool things but just like yeah. looking back now understanding my family just didn't have money um I, I apologize to my mom like hey when I was a kid I didn't know any better so I'm sorry for being grateful you know so now just to be living in a a better area and this my parents doing a little better financially is just such a blessing for me because I, I grew up in a pretty small house with six of us you know I always share yeah. with my brothers and stuff so you don't really understand things but now just to see that they're doing better is awesome my mom has always been so supportive I think she is the number one she was the one that was like you should you got to move to Florida she was the one that was like I'm gonna support you when you go out to LA and visit LA like she's been with me and letting me do things since I was a kid that just as a mom is just really insane so yeah I think my mom is my 100% biggest supporter um, I love her so much and I feel like she's done so much for me that I've never asked for. So I would never trade her for anything. She's awesome. That's so cool. Um, what do you think that taught you, you know, growing up with less money and then, you know, in a huge family too, and like seeing your parents kind of progress financially, what do you think like you learned from that? Well, that's actually my biggest lesson that I would love to talk about is the thing with me is I decided when I was around I'd say 16, 17, it's not too long ago. Um, there was definitely a switch in my brain that I had realized like I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna work a nine to five, you know. There's mm-hmm. no 
no disrespect to anyone who does. There's not, you know, everyone, I think everyone is in their own pacing in life, you know, everyone has their own journey. But for me, that's just not something I wanted to do, you know, especially being on the creative side where there's just so much money and stuff. And this, I had just not wanted to, I want a big family, you know, I have such a loving girlfriend that I do plan to marry in the future. And um, I'd love to start a family. And I don't want to start a family where I have to struggle to have a family, if that makes sense, you know? Absolutely. I want, I want my family to be very well off. And that's something I've always wanted to work forward to, you know, because like money doesn't grow on trees and success and happiness does not grow on trees, you know? So I feel mm-hmm. like these things are something that I want to start with young, which is why I'm doing that. Because in the future, I want to just, I just want to be successful, you know? And uh, I want to be successful for my family, for my girlfriend, for me. Um, I just feel like God personally has given me so many gifts that I feel like it'd be disrespectful to waste them, if that makes sense. All of it makes sense. I didn't realize how much we had in common. It sounds like you're you're like deeply based in faith, which I am too. Like, I, you know, God gave me everything I have and I, you know, I work every day to make use of those gifts too. And of course, and I, yeah, tell me about that. I've just, I, the thing with, with God is like, uh, um, like I said, I grew up in a Christian household, but I feel like I never really, I always believe, but you know, I think personally you have to choose yourself, you know, uh-huh. uh, my parents, my parents were never the ones to, to force things. They were never like, yo, if you're not a Christian, you have to leave my house. None of that crazy stuff. Um, but they, uh, they definitely influenced it, but I feel like a lot of things, uh, took turns in my life that just made it seem like God wasn't real, you know? So I think going through my first teenage years, I really struggled and was just living how I wanted to live, you know, not doing what I should be doing. And I think, uh, turning towards God and actually researching it really helped me get back on track because like I tell my friends, you know, I'm like, listen, man, I promise you, you you're never going to be anything without God because he's the one who has your path for you, you know? So mm-hmm. I've always, I've always trusted in God and what he's uh, given me to do. I listen to God and I'm just like, ever since I turned towards God's like I said, when I was like 17 was when I was really like, you know, I really wanted to devote my life to him. Ever since then, my life has just been crazy. And it's just not, I don't think it's a coincidence, you know, it's just, it's not, yeah, it's, it's just, I don't think it's a coincidence, you know, I think there's been a lot of blessings for me at such a young age. And uh, I'm really grateful to say I'm a Christian and just be able to root myself in that. Yeah. Awesome, bro. Yeah. I, I love that too. Cause like literally same here, like, I think it was around that same age where I really started getting super focused on my faith. Cause I was like, there were a lot of situations where I felt so low and I felt like I shouldn't have even come out of things alive in some cases, which is even crazier, but like you know, that turning to God is, is, is just like, you're just so much happier, even, even if yeah. nothing else happens. Oh yeah. That's awesome. That makes, that makes me so happy to hear that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And tell me a little bit about your, your girlfriend. I mean, that's like, I'm, I also have a girl, long-term <laughs> girlfriend that I plan on marrying too, you know, like, yeah. so tell, tell me about that, how you guys met and then like how your relationship has developed over time. My girlfriend's a dime, man. You know, she's awesome. Um, Her name's Hannah. I met Hannah actually. <laughs> we were such like, nerds but um (laughs) we went to the same high school you know and uh we had never really like we just known each other if that makes sense and I feel like COVID saved that because like when COVID happened um my senior year was ruined and all I was doing was working which is also something I I really want to talk about but um yeah so I started a Oh, uh, I know she's gonna listen to this and like yeah it's so true she actually it's so embarrassing to admit but I was actually hitting her up um for a little bit and she was just like straight up ignoring me you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. I don't know why girls be doing that like give my boys a chance 
um Facts. she she was just ignoring me for like weeks man and like she was going through some stuff that had happened personally in her life so I can understand that now but still you know I was like you know what's going on and then eventually she was like um yeah I got uh, an orientation thing but after that uh we can hang out and I think a lot of times people are just saying that to like give you an answer mm-hmm. but I wasn't taking a no so she was like yeah I'll be home around this time that time came she never texted me so I texted her like an hour later I was like yo I'm on the way to your house you know, come outside. We can go get some Starbucks, something and hang out, you know, a little weird, a little weird, but that's just my game. You know, (laughs) you know, you gotta respect it. So I just pulled up, I just pulled up and what do you know? She came outside. Uh, we hit it off. We hung out for a few months. Uh, we started going out. Um, yeah. And that's history. It's been like a year and three or four months now, you know, so not like crazy long, but you know, but like, uh, I think this is, uh, this is the one, you know, I feel like this is actually the one because I feel like, uh, this is just something, someone I want to surround myself by, you know, everything she does from supporting me and just uh, being by my side. It's like different, you know, because uh, I feel like you can hang around like girls who just like want to use you for certain things. Mm-hmm. And I feel like she's been there for, since the beginning and she's never changed or acted different. So I love her so much. She's awesome. And yeah, it's going to be that's wifey right there in the future. That's so cool. I love to hear that, bro. Um, what are some of the qualities that you really enjoy about her? Man, everything besides her being hot. Um, well, yeah, yeah, obviously. Uh, like I said, she's caring, man. That's just the main thing is I feel like she's caring. Uh, me and her being able to do our relationship through Christ and help like each other like come towards God together is awesome, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, she's caring. That's just the that's just the main thing, honestly. I just feel like I just really enjoy being around someone who cares about me. That's just it, honestly. Right on, bro. So, um. You, you were talking about in high school, you ha- having some struggles, uh, probably for a number of reasons. I mean, the pandemic kind of messed a lot of things up, but did you, yeah, yeah. Did you ever face like kind of self-doubt early on? Like what were some of those struggles that you faced, like especially oh, when no. you were building up your career? No, no, never, 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 never. I think self-doubt is so, so easy to avoid, which is something some people might take off as like a rude thing to say, you know, because everyone has like some people struggle with depression and stuff, but like, I literally had to force myself to like be in that mindset of like, you got to take this as a responsibility. Um, you know, everything that really happened with me, honestly, started with the note boys. So if that's okay, I'd love to talk about that because I can't really jump through the stories, you know, but that's mm-hmm. where it all started. So, um, yeah, so I was 17. Um, Corona virus, of course, was ruining school. Um, I didn't have any of my senior year. We were closed. So I was working at Jimmy John's throughout high school in Missouri. And um, me and my two best friends had been working at Jimmy John's for the longest. And um, the Nelk boys were some of our favorites, you know. And this was mm-hmm. before like, anything I had. Um, I hadn't even I, I didn't even have a camera at this point of my own. Um, so this is about two years ago, 2020. We saw the Nuck Boys, who were huge fans of. They were going on some like weird tour. Like they were not like tour like fan wise. They were just touring like America to sing where all the party spots were right. And they, I saw, we saw in their story that they were going to the Lake of the Ozarks, which was around like two and a half hours away from where I lived. And we saw that we were geeking, you know, because at this time we were big fans. Like I was a big fan boy. I watched all their stuff, and I was like, yo, like the Nuck Boys were like pulling up, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, my uh, my friend Gage was like, yo, we should go, and I was like, yo, we should. So um, go try to find them, you know? So, uh, yeah. So like the next morning or so, we just, we just drove down and uh, we spent the whole day just having fun, you know, riding go-karts, getting the water and stuff with this. It's just, it's a really like a, it was Labor Day week. So it was a really big, really big uh, turnout. 
and we just couldn't find these dudes, you know, and it sucked. And then um, it was getting late. It was on 8.30, and, uh, you know, time was running out. We are just like, yo, we got to head back. My mom, you know, I was 17, so my mom was blowing my phone up, like, yo, where you at and stuff? And I was like, yo, I'm coming back. And then I had texted one of um, – I just DM'd one of uh, Kyle, Kyle from now, one of his friends. I just DM'd someone that I knew that was with them, and I was like, yo, where are the boys? Like, I'm trying to meet them. Just straight up, you know? Kid right. you not. Like 30 seconds later, he hits me back. He's like, yo, we're at this bar, right? Crazy. You know, I even before that, no joke. It sounds a little corny, but I literally prayed in my head. I was like, God, please help me meet the Nuff Boys. <laughs> and he texted me <laughs> back. And I was like, yo, look. Um, I remember the direction said it was like 20 minutes away. And we got there in like seven minutes, you know? Mm-hmm. I saw my friend be driving. But uh, yeah, so we pull up to some bar, you know? And obviously it's 21 up and we get there and I can like see like uh kyle and celine right they're they're in this bar you know and uh when you see like a celebrity that you're a huge fan of it's like seeing like someone that's not real it's a really weird feeling Mm -hmm. you know and now as like now that i've met some people it's just like it's not as crazy but when i i've never met someone famous before and i classify them as famous you know so when i saw these guys i was like geek and i was fanboy and i was like holy like holy shit bro that's milk you know and um this random security guard that had worked there, I guess it was a shift. His shift was ending. He was leaving. And he was like, we were telling him like, yo, like, you think you could like get us a quick picture with these guys or something, right? You know? And he was like, yo, actually the bar closes like two hours. Let me just get you in. Right. I, I can't make this up. I was like, so he just literally just walks us in and he's like, yeah, like, go get like your flick or whatever and come back out, you know? So I walk up to Salim, you know, and it's like, just straight up top, like tap on the back. I'm like, yo, like, what's up? And this dude's like confused. This is when like Salim had like first joined Nelk. So I feel like not a lot of people had recognized him at the point. And he, and I was just like, yo, what's up? Like, I love your video. It was just kind of on some fan stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, uh, this is, I feel like where a lot of things started. It's like, instead of like getting a picture or anything, uh, me and him just kind of talked, you know, there were, there wasn't a lot of people there that knew who they were because a lot of older people. So we just kind of talked and, um, you know, uh, after that, we'd gone up top to the top of the thing, which is funny because we were supposed to leave. And me and my friends, like, we just started having, like, they were just, they just started partying, you know. And um, we talked for a good little bit, you know. Um, and I feel like that is where a lot of things started because uh, I think Kyle and Salim actually took time to talk to us, which is something crazy. And um, someone had tweeted out, like, where they were or something. In, like, an hour, there was, like, 300 people there. So I don't know. I don't know who spoiled where they were at, but someone had leaked where they were at. So a lot of kids my age were there, and just like rushed the door. So there's nothing they could really do. So everyone was in there, and um, when they busted the camera out and started recording, I think that's when like something like triggered in me. You know, being able to see like these guys who just make videos and make so many people happy, and just like they make so much money from it. I think that like really like sparked something. You know, just to watch them record that and seeing them record that thing was the first thing I had ever, ever wanted to get a camera for. And before we left, uh, I'd, I was talking to Slim and he was like, yo, like, if you want to, like, get into this stuff, bro, you just got to go to L.A. You know, you got to go to L.A. Everything is in L.A., just L.A., L.A., L.A. He's like, everything's in L.A., you got to get out there, right? You know, and he was like, get a camera, you know, and he was like, in the future, we're going to work. That right there was what turned everything for me. That was it. So... Salim, if you're ever watching this, that was like the turning point. I literally was like, this is possible, you know? And I think a lot of people want to do content like YouTubers and stuff, which is fine. I just wanted to be on the backside of it because I've always wanted to direct and stuff. So just being able to like see all like 
the thought of like, there's someone behind the camera at these videos really intrigued me. So I think that is where it started. Yeah. That's like, that was like the first thing. So that next, as soon as I went home, that was like in the fall, as soon as I went home, um, I got paid from Jimmy John's like the next day and went and bought a camera. My first camera is a, was a Canon M50, which I still have. And I love that camera. That is actually my rig camera now. So yeah, that's where it all started with that. Wow. That is, that's quite a story, bro. I love it. So, <laughs> yeah, it was a little bit. Sorry. It was a little bit of a story. No, no, that's was great. I love it. Like that's, that's this is what makes good content on a podcast, man. When people talk about like interesting things that have happened and really elaborate. Now that's what, that's what we love to see, bro. Uh, and Salim, if you're watching, man, you're an inspiration to millions. You're the you know? goat, bro. You're the goat. Exactly. He's also, he's also so funny, bro. He's also so funny. So he's such a good guy. He is. So uh, he really cares about his fans, which is a lot, a lot of those guys seem like assholes, but he does care about his fans. So Salim, thank you for uh, being one of the turning points and getting me through here, man. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So what were some of the first things you did with that camera? And then how did you end up going to LA? Well, actually, the... Um, the first thing I had did with that camera um, actually came a little later. So uh, once we got back, I had told my same friends I was with, I was like, yo, we got to go to LA. Right. You know, and, at, and these two, these, my friends, you know, they, they, they're doing their own thing. So they just thought we were just going to have fun because I mean, obviously they, they were getting lit with the nook boys and I was too, but like, I saw it as like a different thing, like an opportunity. It was like an eye opener, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, Oh, we saved up money, you know, and no joke. We just, just by talking about it, I told my mom, I was like, Hey, I just want to really surround myself. That's the main thing is like, you got to surround yourself with people. You know, you surround yourself with four millionaires, you become the fifth, you surround yourself by five bums, you become the sixth bum. I've always like believed in that. So I was like, mom, you know, I want to go to LA. Uh, I was told there's so much down there for what I want to do. I just want to go meet people, you know, just get me down there. I promise you, I will meet people. You know, I told her that. And uh, obviously when you're that young, going that far, uh, like 1600 miles away for a week, it's obviously concerning for a parent, you know, especially right. when you're like a teenage boys, you know, but you know, she was down. So I convinced my friends, um, we got a hotel and we flew to LA and, uh, those was a few months after we met the boys. Cause we had to save up money, you know, it's not cheap to go anywhere in LA. And, um, I went to LA and, uh, I didn't even have my camera at the time. No joke. I didn't even bring it you know, which is probably oh. a really bad that I should have, <laughs> I didn't even bring it. I didn't even bring it at the time. Um, I just wanted to sur- like meet people and that's what happened. We literally had gone to LA and um, we obviously went to the Hollywood sign. We did a lot of things down there that like, like tourist wise, but um, yeah, I think just meeting people. So actually one night we were actually at a restaurant and out of nowhere, uh, Taylor Holder and his TikTok group was up, you know? Just a bunch of, if you don't know who that is, just a bunch of TikTok guys, right? Yeah. And, um, you know, he pulls up in some Lambo. And uh, I think with a lot of um, people who have some sort of like clout to their name, a lot of them, I mean, they're so used to getting a phone in their face or a camera in their face every day, you know? So I just walked up to him and I was like, yo, excuse me. Uh, I don't want to interrupt, but like, is this your car? He was like, yeah. And I was like, yo, like, I'm, I, I really like cars. Like, tell me about it. And I feel like, just me like asking about him instead of being like, yo, like I got a picture. I think was like, I think that was something he liked, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, he was like, yeah. So we talked about that for a little bit. And actually we actually sat with it at his table and me and my friends actually talked to him for a little bit and he was a cool guy. And I was like, Hey, listen, uh, I would love to do like a photo shoot or some video shoot for your car. And he was like, yo, I'm down, you know? And uh, from, from then on uh, me and him became friends, me and Taylor became homies and uh that's actually such a, that was one of my first ever connections, like TikTok wise, 
because I've met so many like of these TikTok guys. So that was one of my first connections and someone who actually helped me get my name out there a little bit. So thank you, Taylor. Um, that same night, we actually met Jimmy Fox, which that one, we, we just, we had ran into that dude and uh, we took pictures of his car and stuff. He was liking them. Yeah, we actually were on his Instagram. We actually, me and my buds were actually in the background of one of his Instagram videos, which is really cool. Um, we met Jimmy Fox. The next day, we had came back to the restaurant and um, uh, this other girl, which she, she has a following on TikTok. I'm not going to lie. I really can't remember her name. It's something with a C. But she actually, uh, we actually met her and we uh, ate, had dinner with her. And then, yeah, man, I'm just, there's so many connections I think were made in LA. And I feel like that is what I went for. Just meeting people that I was going to work with or do things online for in the future. You know, because most, most everyone I've met in this, I've either filmed something for them or edited something for them, you know. And uh, editing came a little later. But yeah, just LA, I just met so many people. Uh, it was It was just such a good experience. I feel like um, I would never want to live in LA, but I could see myself living there just for what I'm doing. But um, yeah, I just, just the connections have just, that's where it started. You know, I feel like the thing with me is that always when people, when you have a camera, you want to make money, you know? Yep. <laughs> yeah, I'll, do like, I'll do like a video shoot for you or something. If you can meet us well, with me, when I meet someone who has potential for me, I always say, I think a connection is worth more than money, you know, like, yo, yeah, I'll, I'll add this video for you for free. You know, just give me a number so we can stay in contact, stuff like that. You know, it's just I feel like building connections and networking is one of the keys to success that is so overlooked. Dude, 100 percent. And I, I think that's cool because in terms of like podcast guests and stuff, I mean, obviously I'm doing stuff on a much smaller scale at this stage in the game. But, you know, just the general networking things that you mentioned are some of the things I kind of subconsciously realized, like, you know, approaching people that are when you approach people that are successful just not instead of asking for a picture asking them just just about them and you know about oh, the nice exactly. car dude yeah exactly because i would rather know about how you got to this point than get a picture to show my snapchat you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so like just talking to certain people and like uh and all that so after la um me and my friends we'd also we were just like yo like uh we got to go back on the trip and uh, we went to Miami, you know, that's what we were doing. We were just, we we're just bouncing. I, it was funny because uh, some of my friends were texting me like, bro, what are you doing to like make money to do these trips? And I was like, bro, I just work at Jimmy John's, <laughs> you know, I'm just saving up money, bro. I feel like people just, uh, a lot of people, you know, they, they buy food every day or just buy clothes every day. Like, you know, like if that's what you choose to do, I'm choosing to go on these trips to meet people that will better my future, you know? Exactly. So, we had gone to Miami for a boxing event. It was like a bunch of TikTokers fighting a bunch of, um, like YouTubers, you know? Yeah. And uh, we had met so many people there. Um, we actually, we sat in right in front of the booth. We were actually placing these seats where we were actually right in front of the booth of all the phase guys. You know who phase are? Uh, oh, yeah. Shout out phase. Um, and here was, an, this was also another turning point with me. I had, um, I had got connected with phase rug, right? Who's huge. Such mm-hmm. a nice guy. Um, they were sitting behind us and then, um, they had like a little private section that uh, you couldn't get to, but we could get to just because it was from our seats. It was the way to the bathroom, which is kind of just very coincidental. And uh, I, we went back there and um, some of my friends were like, yo, face rugs back there, you know? So I had actually talked to uh, face rugs, uh, his cameraman, Noah. And I was like, yo, like I just started camera stuff. This is something I want to do. I know you do it for him. Like, what could I do to be better? You know, like, what could I do to like get into this field, you know? And um. I don't want to hand out a ton of free sauce to everyone who's listening to this, but, but he was um, very, very helpful. 
and like uh, helping me understand about like how like that actually works, you know? And then um, I talked to Rug for a little bit. Rug is also one of the most chill persons I've ever met. Very willing to help, which is awesome. So shout out Rug. Um, they, uh, we were talking um, and I'm not going to like, uh, I don't want to like drag anyone's name, but some of those phase guys were not the nicest dudes. They're just jerks, you know? Uh, I feel yeah. like a lot of like, money and fame, you know? But Rug was just so like, you do camera stuff, bro. That's awesome. Like stuff like that, you know? Um, and just telling me like, yo, we got to work in the future, like get, get connected with Noah, which is his camera guy. And it's just learning and getting like hear things from them. I think uh, just the way I talk to people, I had like sold myself as like, you know, like I really want to do this. You know, I'm not I'm not coming up to you for a picture. Like, I really want to do this. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. so like help me if you're interested, help me become like a better person in this field, you know, and just talking to people like that of that nature is such a mind game. And if you want to do anything like this, you have to do this. You have to like, you just have to network, you know? So like I got connected with all the phase guys, you know, a bunch of the TikTok guys there, you know? Um, it's just, it's just crazy. You know, I've gotten connected with uh, Bryce Hall who um, I haven't talked to him in a while, but Bryce Hall, Taylor, um, it's just, it's just crazy, you know, just to meet these people. And just, it's all through connecting. Like literally like you'll have a connection just through someone, you know, like, oh yeah, my boy, you want to do something for him? Boom. Then you're doing something for someone else who's famous. It's just, it's, it's a, it's a networking loophole, bro. Exactly, dude. And you're doing this all at how old? Was that still like, you know, you're 17, 2020? I had just turned 18 when we went to Miami. Wow. Dude, that's crazy that you're doing that all at that young of an age, man. Of course. I feel like at this point it was more of like the building connections, but the actual work came a little after. So I started, um, I think, I'm not going to say my biggest mistake or regret, but just something I wouldn't have done now is after uh, that summer, actually, the next summer, I went to college, you know, I, yeah. went, to, uh, I went to a four-year, which um, I'm obviously not there now. I went for a semester, and um, it really, I think the reason I don't regret it is because that was, like, the first real, like, I had met all these connections, but I wasn't doing a lot of work yet. You know, I had known these guys. I was really in contact with all these guys and I hadn't done any like serious work yet. So, um, yeah, so I, that's when I first started shooting small things with uh, my camera. I had um, a bunch of, uh, I, one day I randomly hit up a bunch of my friends from high school and I was like, yo, like I'm a, uh, my college is like an hour away, by the way, from where I live. So I would go home on the weekends and uh, I was like, yo, I'm trying to shoot like a small, like funny video, you know, like y'all want to be in it and shout out everyone who was in that video. You literally are one of the reasons you changed my life. Thank you so much. Um, I literally had just hit people up like, yo, just pull up. I'm just trying to make some corny video. And I had so many people show up, bro, like 20 kids, you know? Wow. So we made some corny little video. Uh, it's, it's still on my Instagram. You know, it's one of the first actual videos I've really made that I would say is like under my name. And, um, I had just done that just to practice editing and I brought it back and uh, I, uh, I got Final Cut Pro, you know, love Final Cut and uh, just had a boredom. I was like, I want to do this. So we, I filmed this video with a bunch of my friends, fully un, not scripted, just, just me being telling them what to say. Basically, they would just do it. Came home. I edited the video, which is one of the first things I ever edited and got into because like I had never got into editing, but I was like, the more things you learn, which now I know I do Photoshop, After Effects, all these things, these apps you learn. You know, the more you learn, the more jobs and opportunities are going to be available for you in the future. You know, why only be good at one thing, you know? Exactly. Because like, if someone's like, yo, do you film videos? Like, yeah, I'm like, oh, do you edit? And you're like, oh, I don't edit. You know, it's in someone who does, they're going to give that person a job. So 
uh, I edited the video and uh, it was all self-taught. I'm fully self-taught in editing, which now I feel like I'm really good at editing. So it's so crazy to look back on these videos. And, um, you know, I put out my Snapchat, like, yo, I'm about to drop this video. And pe people, like, no one from my school had really, like, seen me in a while because of COVID. So, like, you're like, what's going on, right? And I dropped this video, and I think it got, like, 2,500 views on, on Instagram, which is crazy, you know, for wow. me at the time, that was crazy, you know? And, I mean, people from my school were, like, geeking, bro. I mean, people were saying it was funny. They were like, dude, this is awesome. Like, uh, it's really funny. The story makes sense. And dude, I was so happy. Like it, it was like almost like verge of tears happy because I was like, I made something that people actually like enjoyed watching, you know? And mm -hmm. like, it was just crazy to me. And I, and I was doing all that while doing a, a college and then, oh my goodness, it was such a good feeling. So then, uh, the big turn came where I was like, you know what, I'm gonna make a movie, you know? <laughs> so I ended up hitting people up and we made a short film and uh, it was a horror short film. And um, the reason I did a horror short film is because I hate horror movies. You know, I really don't like horror movies. And the reason I decided to do this because I was like, what's the last thing I'd want to make in the future, which is a horror movie. And I was like, doing that is going to help better me become a filmmaker because I'll know how each genre works, you know? So I'd hit up some people again, yo, you know, let's do this short film, you know? And uh, yeah, um, obviously with everyone's, uh, schedule you know I was filming with like 10 11 different high school kids everyone's schedule is different and it's so hard to get everyone in the same place at once so this took us from January to the end of March to film a 20 minute video you know wow um, I yeah I had fully fully filmed edited uh directed it was all me you know I did everything by myself and just uh being able to, you know, we shot it in the dark with lights, you know, so I had to like, you know, work this camera. And at this time I built my camera up to a rig, you know, I had a monitor, a focus ring, everything. And, um, I really wanted to learn this. So like, just to be able to, um, do all that was crazy. It took so long and it's staying dedicated, like so much that we had people who were like, yeah, I can be there and then would flake. So just having like so much, uh, motivation to get something done was really a thing for me. And I finally finished that video and um, it's, I put it on YouTube and I think right now it has like over 10,000 views and I, I've, I've never had a YouTube video credit to my name. It just randomly got some traction, which is awesome. You know, so uh, I know it's small, but you know, under my name, I was really proud of that. So thank you also for everyone who helped in that. And then, um, yeah, at this time when we had filmed that, I had already uh, decided I wasn't going to continue at the college anymore, you know, and uh, I was going to move to Florida. You know, I had so much just opportunity down here, you know, so mm -hmm. uh, headed off to Florida. And that's where things really started to pick up. You know, I had a, I just started meeting people through other people, like a lot of the phase guys and stuff who would like connect me with people we would just talk to. Um, I'm, I'm working right now where I'm supposed to be doing a video with Babytron. If you know who Babytron is. Oh my I, goodness. Really? Yeah. <laughs> that's actually, crazy. Uh, I had bumped into, I had bumped into Babytron at a Waffle House. No joke. He had done, wow. a, show, he had done a show up in Orlando and um one night I we me and my buddies were just filming some another short film I'm making we, we were just filming it and afterward it was like two in the morning and you know nothing's open really but Waffle House and McDonald's and I know what I wasn't feeling so I went to Waffle House and Babytron was there and I don't I'm not a I'm not the biggest fan of Babytron's music you know sorry Tron if you're hearing this I will I'm not the biggest fan but I was like yo you're Babytron we started talking you know I was like yo here's guys that I've, I know that I've worked with you know and stuff like that and um he was like, yo, that's dope. Like you, and then his manager was like, you do music videos. And I was like, yeah, of course, you know, I'm done. I can learn that, you know? And he was like, yo, let me get your number in the future. We're going to work. He texted me like two weeks ago saying, 
yo, in the next couple of months, we're thinking we're going to be staying in Tampa. We want your help with the video, you know? So hopefully that turns out good. Um, another thing is one of my friends, I know one day he hit me up. He was like, yo, uh, DeAdrian Harding, who's a YouTuber. He's about to hit a million. He was like, uh, he needs someone to film for him. You down. Like I know even this work with these other people you down. I was like, yeah. So uh, me and DeAdrian meet up. Uh, we film a thing with a uh, Cole Anthony, who is the point guard for the magic, you know, mm-hmm. that's, and, uh, that's insane. Such, such good people too, man. It's crazy. These guys are such good guys. Um, me and DeAdrian, DeAdrian was also a really big uh, turning thing for me. He was also one of the guys who, uh, he didn't just want to film. He actually wanted to like sit down and talk. He gave me a lot of insight on like YouTube business and all that. It was awesome to hear from him. Um, just things like that, bro. I'm telling you connections, 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 you know? So starting out in college also, I'm, I sorry, I skipped over this. Once I learned uh, editing, I was just DMing people on Instagram. Like, yo, like if you need videos, I'm down to edit for free. Just like hit me up. And I would have all these TikTokers I'd either met or worked with who had like millions hit me up, like, yo, film, uh, edit this little video for me so I can post it because obviously they can edit themselves, but like, why not other someone else do it for free? Cause I would, I just wanted the connection. I, that's all I wanted was a connection. So I was just editing, editing, editing. And to this day, I still do that. Just editing and just, you know, meeting people. Um, I've just, I've met up a lot of TikTokers, creators. Um, you know, I got cool with uh, Curvo Dolo, uh, Chase and Loot, all these guys just by uh, doing little bids for them and stuff, you know, down in Florida. Mm-hmm. And uh, just, just continuing to get my name out there, you know. And um, I feel like right now, in the, especially in the Florida space, I feel like uh, there's a lot. Of, the people don't understand is like, you don't got to be famous or have like clout to know these people or work with these people. You know, I have like 2,100 followers on Instagram, you know, and there's like NBA players, actors, TikTokers who know who I am. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What I tell you is like, you don't have to have that. You said to have motivation to meet these people, you know, you got to have motivation to get connected, you know, Um, just send out DMs, um, leave comments, like just stuff that makes you seem interested in working with them, you know, because of that way, that actually gets you a lot more far than you think. So I feel like, yeah, that was, I moved to Florida. You know, I've, I've worked with some, man, I've just been busy, honestly. I can't even get into it. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. Thank you for sharing your time with me. Like considering you're so busy, bro. That's. No, you're good. Sorry. You just had me. I just kind of blanked out right there. And I was like, I don't even know what to say now. So. No, bro. No, that, that was great. I love, I love hearing all this, the story and I'd love to hear like what some of the networking tips that you have. I know you've touched on a lot of different ones. If you were to sum it up for like a young aspiring videographer out there, what would some of those like base tips be? I would say if you're aspiring to be a videographer and you want to film things for someone, you have to know people, you know, even if you don't, you just got to have some sort of work. I think the main reason I had made that short film is because like um, the acting in it is not the best, you know, we're just high school kids. But mm-hmm. the, like, the editing and the shots and angles and stuff are nasty. So if you haven't seen it, go peep it. It's nasty. And I love, and so like when I would show people that, I would like mute it and show it to them. <laughs> and they like, oh, that's really good, you know? And I was like, yeah. And I feel like, um, so I think my best tip, um, I would say just, just keep reaching out, you know? Like you'd be surprised when people will get back to you through DMs. Don't reach out to like, let's say you're trying to get connected to like uh, to an NBA player you hit him a DM, chances are he's not going to see that, you know, find out who the guy's cool with, find out who uh, he's worked with. Like if he has a videographer, if, uh, uh, if he has someone who does videos for him, shoot, shoot a message to that guy. Hey, you know, I saw you do a video with this guy. I would love to get connected with you 
and learn some of your tips. Boom, he hits you back. You guys get connected, you exchange numbers. And then next thing you know, you're with this dude filming for this NBA player. That's the best advice I can give is just find a way to connect with that person without connecting to them really, like directly. Dude, and that's this is like, this is what's crazy is that this is kind of the stuff I'm doing right now. And like the fact that you have like pretty much the same exact like mindset and philosophy really makes me feel good that like I'm heading in the right direction. So it is that's like, that's like the best underrated advice is like, just find someone who can connect you with someone. It's all about connections and making friendships with these people. You know, it's not always about the work. It's not always about how can I make money? I've never once thought about that. You know, even, even when I'm making money, I've never once been like, how can I make money on this? It's more of how can I make a connection out of this? Because in the future, that connection could bring you so much money. Bro. I love this. I love, I love where this is going, dude. The passion is so important. Like literally I am, I am not, I'm losing money on this podcast, bro. Cause it's like, I'm not making money off of it and I'm paying to, you know, upload a certain amount of, you know, co- hours of content or whatever. And yeah, I love doing it. You know what yeah, I mean? Like you have to put something in and get something out, you know, you know, especially starting as a podcast, you said you're on what episode, what was it? 30 something? 38. Yep. Yeah, episode <laughs> 38, you know, is crazy, you know, because it's just like, if anything you do also another piece of advice, anything you put out, you know, if it's not getting the amount of traction you want or views or anything that literally does not matter because in the future, that's going to be some people look back on, you know, it's gonna be something you mm-hmm. can show someone, you know, just having a podcast saying like, yo, I got a podcast of 40 episodes looks really good to someone who does podcasts. Like if you ever met like Logan Paul and you're like, yo, like I'm inspiring to be a podcast. I'm starting a podcast. I have 40 episodes. That'd be impressive. You know, that'd be really impressive. You know, so even just having things. So that's something I really respect. Just learning about you. It's crazy, Landon. It is crazy. So just, uh, that's like my best piece of advice is like, no matter what you're doing, you know, it never, never make it seem like a waste because it's not. Thank you, dude. Yeah. And like a couple of things that you mentioned there that I thought were super cool. Number one. Yeah. Like you said, like if something's not getting traction immediately, I've always thought one thing I tell other people too, is that content is evergreen. Things can blow up like two or three years later. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like that. It's totally something that can happen. And not to mention like once you start getting more traction in the future, people will go and look back at your other things too. And everything will go up. 100%, 100,000%. And another thing too, is that you mentioned that 40 episodes is actually impressive, which me thinking, I'm like, oh no, it's not that impressive. I actually heard something like, I think it was on TikTok that like, I think it's like the top, only like 20%. It's something, something ridiculously small number of podcasts don't even get past episode 20. Like, like how? (laughs) It's, I think it's because a lot of people don't think about it. It's because demotivation, you know, and that's something Mm -hmm. I slacks with you know it's because um i think with me is like i chose you have to choose that's my final piece of amazing advice if for anyone who is listening to this you have to choose you know if you want to stay in your hometown and you don't want to chase your dream that is something you're choosing you know and that's something i chose not to do leaving behind your family your loved ones to go do something you don't even have to leave i'm not saying you have to leave your hometown like not screw this place i'm just saying any opportunity you can take take it and you will not regret it you know just literally uh if i had missed going to the nook boys that day i would have never got the um the inspiration to do this 
any opportunity that is given to you, you have to take it and you won't regret it. Don't be lazy on those things missing out. Please don't be lazy on those things you want to do because it will come back. If you're in college right now, you know, your parents being in college, like you feel like you're not going anywhere, start doing small things, start editing. You don't have to leave college. Just make this do what you want to do. Like if you want to be a videographer, start going to the football games and taking videos of people and then selling them to those students for their Instagram pages, you know, make something out of everything. Because if you don't, if you don't take the choice, you don't take the opportunity, you're going to regret it. I promise you, you're going to regret it. Please, if you want to do something with your life, start now, because once you get out of college and stuff, you have to get a job. You know, you have to start affording to live by your, on your own and stuff. You want to have that set up beforehand. So please, please, if you want to do something, chase your dream. It sounds so corny. It sounds so corny saying chase your dreams. Like, you know, people always like chase your dreams, but it's so true, bro. If you have a dream, there's no reason you should always be taking a small step forward. You don't have to reach your dream tomorrow, but you can reach a step towards your dream tomorrow. Dude, this I, I just I'm getting a little fired up right now. I'm like I'm ready to go like run through a wall right now. Yeah, bro. Like it's such, I'm telling you, it's it's the realest advice, man. It is the realest advice. Yes. And, and like what I notice about the people who actually end up making it is number one, they're committed to growth. Like you were talking about getting 1% better, even if it's just starting video, videoing like sports games and stuff and selling of it. Course. You have to, you have to be willing to start at the bottom. I had to be willing to like continuously put up stuff on my story and see that nobody really is listening. You know, when I first started, it was like three people. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> you know, but then it's like, you just keep going. And I'm starting, I'm just starting to see like small little, you know, pieces of traction. You exactly. Know, little by like, little. Even those three people, you know, you're like, oh, it's only three people. Well, those are three people who actually care about what you're doing. That's better than zero people. That means yeah. you have three people behind you who care about what you're doing, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, you just, you just gotta, man, you just gotta have to know what you're doing. Like I said, you have to choose. You really have to choose. That's the thing is like, it's always a choice, you know, yeah. you're choosing step forward with this podcast and that's awesome you could choose to quit it tomorrow you know yeah no yeah and like literally like I had life come up sort of like around I guess it was like as 22 2022 was kind of turning over January February I was in college sports and I was also working a job and going to school and then trying to do this so I like I there were periods of time where I, I didn't post anything and I thought about like just scrapping it you know what I mean like I wasn't sure what to do but I ended up quitting the sport you know, still work, I still work my job and people kind of were like, why do you work at a pizza place, you know, and not do college sports, you know, like, but like, you know, cause people think that's like such a great opportunity, but I realized that was what was burning me out and having the money to support myself as well as like kind of learning the skills that nine to five or kind of part-time jobs can teach you. Like, I think that's a really valuable thing. And then I also have the time and energy and space to kind of run this up you know what I mean so like I feel like I'm in a much better spot now with that but as you were saying like it, it very much was a choice for me to kind of keep going with this and really especially start reaching out to people again like I really almost had to not start from ground zero but definitely start from like ground one or two like because people started yeah, losing yeah. interest that's what I'm saying you have to you have to restart if you feel like the main thing is like you don't want to restart yourself that's the thing you don't want to lose your passion for yourself you know I feel like everyone has. A th- I've even had times where I've been like, you know, I feel like I'm doing nothing. Like I've stayed up. I mean, majority I've stayed up during college. I was up until like five in the morning editing videos and reaching out to people because I was so desperate. Like I'd be on like, bro, I'm telling you, like I was so desperate to meet someone and work someone. Like when someone had hit me back, if they, they would have like 10,000 followers and they'd be like, yeah, you can edit a video for me. I was like geeked out, you know, and now doing stuff with people who have millions of followers. It's just like, 
to me now it's more kind of like a since like or a friendship and jobs like crazy like I have some like I'm I'm literally um I'm in a fantasy football league with like people who have over like 10 million followers on TikTok and to me it's just like whatever you know but like looking back on it now like just wanting that connection it's just just imagining where I'm at in two years I can't imagine where I'm gonna be at by the time I'm like 21 22 it's gonna be crazy you know it is I've just uh I've, I've so much, so much work coming up that I don't, I don't want to spoil out there, but I have so much big things coming up with people I'm doing stuff with. Um, I know, uh, no, nah, I can't sell that. <laughs> just gonna, just got we'll, we'll, we'll let people find out about it. Right? Have see, right? Cause I don't, I don't want to say something and it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't happen. So, but there exactly. is, um, we're, uh, we're working on, um, me and, uh, my friend, we're working on a little, we're working on a podcast too, you know, to get out with, um, some people so that's what we're working on right now um that's one of the reasons i was like intrigued to talking to you is because uh i know you know my friend george you know george pretty mm-hmm. uh, he uh he owns for the youth um me and him have uh, done some work with that for a, a while now we're we're trying to get a podcast out you know we're gonna have a lot of big creators on there so we'll be looking out for that you know and we'll see how it goes you know i'm just multiple streams you know like i said there's so many different streams of things i want to do like I want to be a film director. That's the thing with me is like always open to stream of opportunity for yourself because I want to be a movie director, but that's not even where I'm at right now. Right now, you know, I'm editing, I'm doing videography, um, I'm doing all these different apps for people. I'm starting a podcast, you know, there's so many different, it's more of like a stream. Same thing with income, you know, if you're doing all these things, making income, you have so many different streams, you're, you're going to be doing what you love, you're what you're doing and you're going to be rich. You know, it's a win-win. Dude, exactly. I, I love it. So what would you say is like the, whether it's unreleased, released, regardless of metrics, what would you say is like the work that you're most proud of? You know, honestly, I'm not going to lie. Um, I filmed a lot of videos, edited a lot of videos for a lot of like YouTubers and stuff that have gotten like millions of views on their channels and stuff. But I'm not going to lie. I still think I'm most proud of my horror short film just because of the dedication I put into that. And so out of schedule it was, you know, Mm-hmm. Um, that video has like I just looked has like eleven thousand views, which is not crazy, you know. That's really not that crazy in this world, but it, it's a decent chunk, you know. And um, it's not that crazy, but like just knowing like this was fully on me, like I fully organized this, I edited it, I directed it, I filmed it, all that on my own. Besides, obviously, all the lovely help from all my amazing friends who acted. It's still um, that's still something I look back on. Like that will be like a thing I look back on in my whole life when I ever make a movie in the future or a show. Like I will look back on that for sure. So I think that's the thing I'm honestly most proud of, and it's actually like it's close to my heart. I hate horror movies, but it's close to my heart. Yeah, dude, that's super cool, man. Like, and I, I checked it out too. I loved it. You know, thank I was you, like, bro. I appreciate. Wow. It. wow, thanks, man. I really appreciate that. Yeah, you gotta you gotta know who you're talking to, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just part of part of what I do. <laughs> I appreciate that. It, it was a really stressful, but fun, fun time, you know? Yeah, I mean, I'll bet, dude. Like, it seems like such a, you know, even just a 20 minute film, I, I'm sure is just like super hard to put together, you know, actually getting all the moving pieces and making that happen. Yeah, like, like, I respect what that goes, what goes into that. It was like 500 cuts. I had like almost a thousand takes on my uh, camera. It was a lot, man, you know, doing that all by myself. And like, I knew like on the end of the tunnel, that's the thing is like, there was no money or anything out of that. It was just something I was so passionate about. Like I spent, I probably spent like 30 hours on that editing, all that. That's nutty. Like, almost everything you hear in that video is fully probably digital besides the voices. Like almost everything that sounds legit is sound effects and finding all those and just 
just cutting everything together and just like the lighting because it had to look like it was more dark you know it just it it especially me being on the newer side of that when I did that it, it just took it, it was a, a very process it was a process so I am very proud of that and I will forever hold that close to me that's that's awesome bro like and that's why I love talking to videographers specifically too because there's so much work that goes into it like even beyond what I could even conceptualize being that I don't really do that or even really know what it's like and it's just like hearing the hours of editing it to I'm just like wow you know what I mean that's why like I respect like every time I see like like I said I mentioned this before I love Marvel movies every time I see like a superhero movie like I'm always like at the end, like I'm, I'm thinking like, dude, people who edited that, they need like, dude, that's insane. Like I always, because people don't think about like how much, I mean, dude, that hours and hours goes into that. And, um, just being someone like when you watch a video, you know, when you watch these YouTubers and these pranksters, you know, you watch the video and you enjoy it. But like, I always like the guy behind the camera does a lot of it too. You know, he's the guy without them, there's nothing. And that's something, um, Adrian Harding had told me, he said like, without you, there is no, there is no me, like there's no video, you know? And I was like, wow, like that's kind of true, you know? So stuff like that is just really like inspiring. So it's been awesome just getting my name out there and uh, being able to, in the future, like right now, like I'm not working on a lot of my own projects because I'm so busy working for other people, which is fine, you know, because in the future it's going to pay off where I can make my own stuff, you know? So it just step-by-step, man, step-by-step. Absolutely, man. And I wanted to just, you know, thank you again for your time and for you know, even reaching out to me and, and, and coming on here. You're like such a cool dude and you do such great work. I love you. I love you hearing about your, your stories and your work ethic and all of the different things and your networking tips. And I think this is going to be a super cool episode when it drops. So where can people follow you and support you on your journey? Um, yeah, you know, like I said, I'd rather y'all honestly go support my boy Landon, you know, because it's the things he's putting into this. I can already tell is it's a lot, you know. But um, obviously, you know, if you guys want to go support me, uh, just hit my Instagram. That's where I put all my stuff at. It's Kanan with a Q, so C Q N A A N. You know, go check me out. But um, support Landon. You know, I feel like, like you said, me and him, I feel like uh, we relate to a lot of things. I'm definitely gonna be staying in contact with you, Landon. Hopefully, that can help you get some more guests on here. That'd be awesome. Um, you're a good guy. You know, and this was a really cool conversation. Thanks for letting me yap in your ear for an hour about my life. You know, it's been awesome. So thanks for uh, giving me the opportunity, man. It was awesome. Man, this is what I do. I love people yapping in my ear. You know what I mean? Like, this, <laughs> awesome. this is what I live for. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, it's good to do. You know, awesome. Thanks. I really appreciate you having me on. And uh, like I said, we'll stay in contact. And uh, thanks for letting me uh, talk to some people about what I do. It's it's, it's been awesome, man. It's really a uh, I've never done like a podcast, so it was really cool. Yeah, absolutely. So my, my final question for you, as you know, my podcast is called Cutting Edge, and I always ask this at the end, what makes you Cutting Edge? And basically what I'm asking there is what makes you different than all of the other videographers and editors and people who do the similar work to what you do? What makes you, what separates you from the pack? Because there's a lot of them, but what makes Kanan Henson, Kanan Henson? Well, what makes Kanan Henson Cutting Edge is there is no one like me who wants it like I do. I am hungry for success. I chose young. And I'm just good at what I do. And the thing is, the reason I feel like I'm so different is because I chose young and I chose to be great. You know, uh, when you're so young, you have so much going on, you know, even having a girlfriend, you know, you know how much that gets in the way, you know, no offense, Hannah, but you know how much that gets in the way of like thinking about what you want to do, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> it's so a commitment. I think just committing to it is what makes me different because like I chose so young and I feel like people of our generation are very unmotivated and lazy to get things done. Hey guys, sorry for the abrupt cutoff there. Kanan was dealing with some weather issues. As my Florida listeners might know, Florida weather gets crazy. So 
Thank you guys again for listening, and hopefully you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. I had no idea that me and Kanan had so much in common, and this is a really cool conversation. And I, I think just the stories he had about the interactions and the networking he's done is super cool. So if you want to support Kanan, I've got all of his socials in the description below. And if you want to follow this podcast, it's going to be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Amazon Music, soon to be available absolutely everywhere. And if you want to follow on Instagram, it's at Cutting Edge IG. That's at C-U-T-T-I-N-G-E-D-G-E-I-G. And my personal Instagram is at Landon underscore Sturdivant. That's at L-A-N-D-O-N underscore S-T-U-R-D-E-V-A-N-T. And my email is LTSturdivant at Yahoo.com. That's L-T-S-T-U-R-D-E-V-A-N-T at Yahoo.com. Thanks again for listening, guys, and I'll see you on the next one.